0: Alright, welcome everybody. I think we're good to go. I'm going to press record on the visual side here. I think Vin is out there somewhere.
1: I am, indeed.
0: Perfect. My uh, Facebook chat is off the hook right now. Um, just a few different people messaging me, so that's why I got off to a late start. Oh my god, and they're still coming. Um, <laughs> Uh, all right, closing that down. So a uh, couple different questions. I don't think Eric McNeil is related to Stephen McNeil. Um, although <laughs> I, uh, it's although it's interesting, I found, and um, uh, the best man at my wedding, John Sutherland, who's an SFU piper, he always kind of rolled his eyes when I said this, but everyone I've ever met with the last name Sutherland, you can sort of see that perhaps it's like, there's a resemblance like a long-standing genealogical thing. So maybe that's true of McNeil's as well. Yeah, last name is spelled differently, but who knows, like, back in the day? Who knows? Absolutely. Uh, but, that's uh, what I, kept
1: people from uh, slaughtering each other because they look the same.
0: <laughs> so I, I don't you know where that from. of my from. family, so I'm not going
1: to skewer you with my sword.
0: That's true. Uh, you know, what... Uh, Highlander problem, hashtag Highlander problems, something like that. (laughs) Um, Okay. So uh, that's cool. Um, Today's show is going to be not super long uh, because we've talked about planning in the past, and uh, if we get on a roll, it could be long, but generally speaking, um, we just want to have a nice fall time show here in regards to planning for 2015 and the sort of things that... um, I can share some of the things I'm thinking about right now um, because our season is largely over. We still have one or two more things. Um, is that true of most of the audience today as well? Like are most people done for the year? Uh, for example, I know Southerners, this might not actually be the correct date.
1: Um, there's a couple of, there's a couple of contests. I still that go, still ago. go. Um, yeah. And, and then the Florida season kicks into gear, you know. It's like it's, it's one of these like reverse things like Australia, you know. It's like suddenly, you know, you got games going on in December and January, so.
0: Yes, exactly. So, um, so I, I am vaguely aware of this sort of um, phenomenon.
1: Yeah, People and you kind of need that breather too. Like it's it's like we've reached a point where there's no off season anymore. You know, it's just things just keep rolling, which is got its merits. You know, it's a good thing, but at the same time, you kind of need a breather every now and then to sort of regroup and sort of plan and figure out what you're going to do. You know, for the next next go round. Um, That's kind of hard to do when you're absolutely you're constantly out somewhere doing something <laughs> competitively. You know, so
0: it's a bit tough, but um, but anyway. Um... If that's not you, if you're not ready to plan for next year yet, that's fine. We'll just go over some of the things because for me right now I'm big time planning. I am um, uh I'm from the school of thought I think someone mentioned maybe even on the show, you know, if you talk to if you talk to people that are, you know, at the top of their game, <laughs> I'm sorry. I got interrupted by that funny comment. Yeah. There comes a time yes, every year where the
1: nail right on the head.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. There comes a time every time of year where um, you know you need to patch up the old marriage, and,
1: <laughs> and then you learn new tunes after you do that. Yeah. First things first, you know. that's
0: exactly. uh-huh. yeah, just uh, absolutely. So. Um, So anyway, I'm a big subscriber to the idea that the contests are won um, at this time of year or at the regrouping time of year, and, uh, you know, things should be totally on autopilot by the time you get to the actual competition season. Uh, I'm a big believer in this, and so I'm already thinking about all the different things that uh, need to happen, uh, you know, To get things going the the direction that we need them to go.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think you know one of the one of the hardest things too is to sort of stay motivated and keep active, like just in terms of like personal practice. And I I found for me like one of the best things to put yourself in that position is to keep playing. Like you get your pipes are in good condition for the you know duration of the off season. You're in the best position possible to sort of keep things on autopilot and not have any difficulties, problems. So you, so you have to sort of maintain that practice regimen and make sure the instrument's going, it's in good shape, uh, at a yes steady you know. sort of level. So you I'm with you on out. that one, but I have wow. certain,
0: I have certain caveats. I have certain caveats. I do a similar thing. You got to keep the playing going and not stop. That's one of the big things. But it, it's what I call um, cold turkey season, uh, which is which is <laughs> October first through January first. Every year, so otherwise known as Q4, is called cold turkey season. And there's usually a few things fundamentally uh, that I need to do, um, generally speaking. There's a few things I need to do, and the only way it's going to get done is if I go cold turkey. So, one example would be I remember the d, light d throw year we had in Oren Moore, probably it was maybe 20, the the winter preceding the 2011 season, so late 2010, um, where we switched to light D throws because that was uh, clearly the way we needed to go. Uh, and myself included, sort of hooked on the heavy D throw, and I needed to go cold turkey and actually have a period of time where I could mm-hmm. say to myself, I will not play a heavy D throw ever again, which is tough to do, right? You can't do that during competition season. Um, and, right. and you, need, you need some time to do it. Interestingly enough, not coincidentally, it only took about two weeks for me to actually you know, switch to where I was comfortable with a light dethrow every time. Uh, but we had sort of cold turkey season. My cold turkey season project for this year um, not necessarily because I'm going to play cane drone reads permanently, uh, but <laughs> I, I am having a, a cane drone read my cane drone readathon starting uh, October first where i 'm just going to play cane for at least three months and commit to it oh to gosh. see if i can to see if I can get the results I want to get but see that 's one of those things right it 's a cold turkey thing if i 'm just like hey i want to tr- i want to get my cane drone reads going if i 'm not committed to that for a while i 'll never get the cane the way I want it mm-hmm. so um so that, that, you know, that, but that,
1: achie- that achieves that. That achieves that goal, though. If you want to keep the pipes working, you know, you, so, so you've got these sort of your, your sort of overarching goal is like to keep the pipes working, and then you've got these sort of sub goals, like oh, I'm going to play cold, you know, cane reeds for three months. You know, it achieves both of them. You know, yeah. um, there's this one sort thing of at a time. That's though. the key. You connect them all, and everything works together. You know.
0: Exactly. So, like, it's one thing at a time, though. Is you know, I can't do. Four cold turkeys at once. So I might pick one fingerwork element and one instrument element, and focus on those things. So let's do this. Um, members of the audience, of which there are currently 33, if if you guys are at that phase, is there anything maybe that um, you know that you could implement cold turkey here, starting in the off season? Who knows what what kind of stuff they need to uh, work on here moving forward.
1: Oh, at you least one something. person is something. You guys are all perfect.
0: Yeah, one person out of 32 has <laughs> um, contributed. This. Oh, John is tight. Thank you, John. All right. I, I'd like to get at least, you know, 30%. percent has
1: got some uh, consistent blowing. So that's tonal production, right?
0: Well, not really, right?
1: Not really. But well, yes. yeah. Good. we we'll see so Well, I'm just say Kurt's got fingering fundamentals. That's that's a pretty broad subject. You got to sort of narrow it down to finer than that. You know,
0: it depends what level you're at, right? Like cold turkey might not be the best approach for you if you're at a beginning or intermediate stage, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, cold turkey works well because the things I would need to fix are going to be major commitments because um, I'm already at a pretty high level of play and I've ingrained like back in the D throw days I had ingrained that nasty heavy yucky sounding D throw over so many years it was going to take a big commitment to fix it so Kurt, Kurt might not be at the fingering or at the cold turkey stage yet okay good we have lots of contributors so so Dan I would encourage you to think more objectively in regards to working on consistent blowing um, I might work like my cold turkey for someone like yourself might be to hook into a manometer every single practice session for the next two or three months mm-hmm. and focus on consistent blowing at the sweet spot of the reed okay that's what this is this is our uh, dojo stealth tube manometer uh... but anyway regardless that's good Um have you know we we did this last year when we talked about planning make your goals specific right just strapping on a gauge not quite a good enough goal for me cold turkey wise right
1: yeah like for example so they, have to, they have to be achievable right the, you know the, the key element of goal plan is you have to have something that's achievable or actionable you know um, it's not enough to say fingering fundamentals its but you have to figure out what actions are going to actually achieve that goal you know so if you come up with the actions and then the results sort of follow after that like what results are going to happen that show that you've achieved that goal. What does it look like? You know, so saying it, you know, I'm going to use a manometer doesn't really cut it. You have to have specific achievable, actionable things going on while you're using it and what you hope to learn or do (laughs) while you're you're using it.
0: Okay, good. People saying stuff like cleaning up the crossing notes, finger Mm -hmm. drills without worrying about learning tunes. Okay. We're a big fan at the dojo of turning the tunes we want to learn into effective finger drills Mm -hmm. that's that's my that's my personal approach even all the way from beginning to advance so um, you know food for thought there I'm not a big fan of finger drills they tend to be a bit boring and difficult to fully implement later into tunes but Mm -hmm. meanwhile the tunes that we want to learn contain exact implementations of certain things. I don't know. It's just a difference in approach there.
1: That's true. Well, I mean, you know, think of it, think of it like oh, to the extreme if you're going to be practicing a chrono with a mock, right? Doing a thousand chronos on mock on every note, you know, each of the notes is, is good, I guess, but you really want to have them in the context of what you're, you know, when you're playing. So that's you know, that's that's when the real sort of, you know, the awareness of what whether phrasing or rhythm that you're trying to achieve is really going to come into play, rather than just sort of banging out drills. Um, and I found it's like you know you, you can do that, get get yourself used to, especially whatever you know if you're at a lower level, just sort of learning the movement to get it familiar and comfortable, and then start rolling it into the context of the tunes will sort of push you further along. I think it's sort of my you know, like you said, like take the tunes, you know, you realize, oh, well, I got to work on that. That's fingering is not clean. I then mean, you just sort of turn that into an exercise or you play that part of that tune, you know, as your sort of framework.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Making Dan wants to make his high hand not go to insert four-letter word here, when I overblow. Um, I'm not sure what you mean. Do you mean tuning wise or finger work wise? Or something? Right. Okay. Good. So that goes back to your focus, Dan, on on blowing, uh, blowing control and stuff like that. hmm Good. That's a great that's a great cold turkey item if you can make it specific and measurable. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's where I would say, you know, so uh, Dan, at the dojo, that's what we call mental blowing technique, okay? Mastering the steadiness of blowing regardless of what's going on with our finger work, right? So when our finger work is what causes the blowing to change, that's a sort of mental thing as opposed to just physical mechanics. So Mm -hmm. I would say... You know, spend X number of minutes per day working on smoothing out my mental blowing technique. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Tim is working on less vertical finger movement for more efficient play. So that's pretty
1: cool. How How you works. do that? You gonna be like working with a mirror or something? How do you do yeah, that? Yeah, like video? working with a
0: mirror, or or you could attach like um, you could attach. Little, uh, why, like a
1: wire, <laughs> a little stop,
0: Keep your fingers from hitting the wire. There you go,
1: playing in a PVC pipe.
0: Yeah, there you go, excellent.
1: Yeah, that's good. Mirrors, mirrors are great tools, you know. I, it's it, it, for you know, for learning different, you know, for a while, I was I messed around with my body position. Uh, this is going back a ways, and, and mirrors were the ideal. That was the only thing that could you could use to because you always feel like you know you get sort of soreness or stiffness in certain parts. You start to realize why you know, when you start looking at yourself in the mirror. You start, your body's just sort of situated a different way, and so you work on actually you know uh, standing differently, holding the pipes differently, so it all becomes you know comfortable and efficient. You know. And those are hard things. Physical physical habits are hard to break. You know, once once they work themselves as a muscle memory, they're really hard to, to get to get out and change and replace with something else, unless you do deliberate things like working with a mirror or going cold turkey for several months. You know, um, so
0: absolutely. So um, that's good. How about um, you know an, another obvious preparation topic for 2015 and something that I've been working with Adam Holdaway a lot with. Over the past few weeks, Re- how about repertoire selection for soloists and bands? What sort of tunes are we picking for next year? That's that's an open question there for the floor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't know, Vin. Maybe you could offer some thoughts. Yeah.
1: This is. I mean, this is definitely a time I I sort of like you know it's that breather you talk about after the you know competitive sort of repertoire is sort of at rest, and you don't have to worry about it so much anymore. You sort of think about other things you want to play. You know, for me, it's like mostly personal sets. Like like lately I'm into hornpipes for some reason, I don't know why, but I figure, you know, having a set of cool hornpipes isn't a bad thing um, if you want to sort of, you know, kick it in a beer tent or a Kaley or something like that if you're doing that you know, that, that's one of the things I think that makes playing the instrument fun, if you can do that pick it up without playing, you know, street march sets, which aren't bad, but at the same time, you want to be able to play cool tunes that you like um,
0: Yeah, we had, and, we had a comment uh, earlier in that regard, um, which is, you know I forget who it was. Oh yeah, Don said that he wants to finally learn some of the popular light music tunes,
1: mm-hmm. rather than
0: just focusing on uh, competition.
1: Yeah, and and it's anything that you tickles your fancy. If you hear some sort of cool tune played by I don't know Gordon Walker or some band somewhere, you know, learn it. Why not? You know, if if if, if you like it, then you're going to be playing it as well as you can because you enjoy playing it. You know. It's, it's just not that much more fun to play. You know, as far as competition repertoire goes, there's always stuff in rotation that can easily... Stuff that you've always wanted to play. and You know, you always think, oh, you know, I've always wanted to play that march. Sort of break it out and sort of mess around with it for a while. A lot of messing around, you know, just with tunes before you settle on specific things. And that's... In terms of, like, cold turkey, that's typically what I would do, too, is, like, I'll take... And I'll do nothing but new stuff, you know. And you work on the, the sort of certain things, like fundamentals and you know, you're focused on uh you know music fundamentals, fingering fundamentals, um while you're learning the tune. Um and it just sort of I always find that's easier for me to learn tunes that way too. If I can just like focus on them for a period of time, they just then they're there and they're they're there for good, you know. If I just sort of touch on them periodically as you go along, it takes forever to memorize them and learn them right. And I you don't know. I like cold turkey with tunes is my thing.
0: Yeah. Um Gary was asking if we have a list of recommended tunes uh, on that podcast, uh, Gary, if you sign in to the actual video version of that we did a we did a, um, a whole hour on fifty tunes everyone should know, and we made a big list, and you could actually copy and paste from that list if you check out that the visual part of that show. Um, yes. I don't necessarily have the I'm list a big of
1: fan of having there. a sets of small marches which are easy to learn, easy to remember, and, oh, you know, just wait. good fun, you know, to play in here. So,
0: Actually, I do you can Hold on,
1: three or four marches in, in that list.
0: There I, you go. It turns out I cl- cleverly posted it. So, there you go. By the way, if folks don't know, in these notes, you can go in the notes and select that and copy and paste it for your own use. Um, so, there's some key tunes, you know, that are, if you... Don't, if you're missing elements of these, if, you know, in, as far as the dojo is concerned, these are tunes you should know. So there you go.
1: Exactly. Okay. And, I, and I think it, it, behooves ev- yeah, it behooves every piper to be able to stand and play for, you know, 15 minutes without stopping, you know? So what are you going to play? <laughs> think of it that way. You know, here's your framework. I can stand for 15 minutes and play and not stop. What tunes am I going to play? <laughs> And that's, you know, that's your sort of framework for picking a set of personal tunes that you can sort of belt out wherever you are, you know.
0: It's funny. So. I mean, um, I, I'm I'm one of those people that I've learned a lot of tunes over the years. So, like, it's interesting for me. It's, I don't even worry about that anymore. Like, the the thing I struggle with is remembering what they're called. And, like, what I'll do, <laughs> I'll end up doing, you know, when I get my pipes warmed up or when I'm just, playing for enjoyment, I'll end up doing this stream of consciousness playing where like I just, I just let the next tune come like regardless of what it is and uh, you know, play Mm -hmm. through it. And and then, you know, three out of four times, it's like, crap, what's that tune called? No idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I mean, you know, there's very, you know, that's, that's, that's a, it's not to underestimate that that as a sort of skill, right? Being able to do that, and a lot of pipers can't, you know, even at all levels. Not just you know, from from you know, good players all the way on down. It's it, 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 because we're so used to playing, you know, an MSR or you know, a parade set or something like that. We don't. We're not used to standing and playing for, you know, three times the allotted time you would typically play in a pipe band performance. You know, uh, and, uh, and you know it's. And if you could do that and play stuff you like, even better, you know. Just roll it in. Yeah.
0: Okay, Don. So I like Don's point here. Don says, you're trying to find tunes that aren't being overplayed by everyone else. And this is a big hashtag grade Mm -hmm. four problem, right? Mm -hmm. Or at least entry level problem, which is there are only so many tunes out there that are accessible to play. And your job is to find um, something that's not crazy overplayed. So, um, and then this is going to segue to something I'm working with one of my local students on is instead of me handing you a tune, you know, he he sort of came in last week and he was like, you need to give me tunes for next year. Uh, And I was like, (laughs) well, um, that's not really the best way to do it. The best way to do it is for you to go through a bunch of tunes and pick two or three options then just gradually work on two or three options. And this is exactly why Dojo U exists. So for those of you who don't know, and I know, Vin, you've been hassling me to market this more heavily, uh, (laughs) but we have a massive tune index uh, at Dojo U. It's huge. It's it's enormous. Like uh, I was uh, counting up the different tune names that we have. I think we're well over – uh, 500 tunes at this mm-hmm. point all oh, with
1: actual instruction on how to how to present them and how to you know construct them and learn them and build them and everything yeah. so it's not even just sort of here's the music you know and you learn off the screen it's like there's an, it's an actual lesson so it's a uh, it's ideal you know
0: yeah and, and anyway so I had I had my student sit down we spent a whole hour and I sat with them while he uh, listened through some of these repertoire mm-hmm. classes Um, I've done countless um, two-four marches. Actually, I could count them if I had to, but I've done tons and tons of, you know, classic two-four marches. You might find that a tune that you thought was advanced is quite accessible once you go through the classes systematically at Dojo U and, and, um, and just play through them. And some of them are impossible and some of them are, you know, more accessible than you thought. Uh, yeah. and some of them you'll know right away
1: you know you'll know right away for you um that's never trust what others people have decided is sort of beginner intermediate or difficult and that's what I've always found like you never um i don't know i mean it's it's never it's kind of a, a loose framework on like what would be you know something that you can play like you know uh jim Gregory's pipe tune site is 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 a good example he has every tune is listed by difficulty and there are tunes on there that are listed as difficult and they're not that difficult, you know, they'd be perfect for uh, an intermediate player to uh, roll in as part of their sets and so it's, it's uh, there's obviously some another perception going on there that would be good for some people but maybe not good for everybody, you know, so always trust yourself and your own sort of, senses of sense of things, you know, when you're doing that.
0: Gary is asking if my future marketing plans include a senior rate. <laughs> yeah, Gary, I think so. Like, seniors should be charged more. Is that what you think? Or uh, that, that must be his angle.
1: Actually, actually, it's it's a it's a uh, number of tune break. You know, so if you sort of log in and learn twenty tunes. You get the twenty-first free or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh,
0: that's a great question. We're actually beta testing our new four free classes. Uh, which you should hear about um, pretty soon. We finally revamped that system because the old one was bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, once you, you know, as far as like, and as far as tunes go, like, well, did did your student actually pick one that he liked? Just as uh, a, not, yet. Sure. Not, not yet, not yet. Okay.
0: He's supposed yeah. to have a lesson today, but isn't feeling yeah. well apparently. Maybe he hasn't so. finished watching his classes. But anyway, my point would only be, um, here's how I really know. And and granted, I'm an advanced. Player, I've been in the game a long time, but here's how I really know uh, what I want to play next year. I really know, be, you know, because I've listened to so many of these tunes so many times, and I've played mm-hmm. through them all. I've played through them all, most of them at some point, with very famous instructors. You know, um, I've been to various piping schools, and, um, and then for a long time, you know, When I was in the SFU pipe band, I actually hung out and jammed through a lot of these tunes with, you know, your Stuart Littles and Alan Bevins Mm -hmm. and Jack Lees and stuff. And, uh, you know, that's how I really know. And you guys can do that, too, Um, using Dojo U or other resources. You know, just play through a lot of tunes, I guess, is my overarching point this time of year.
1: Um, That's, that's, that's That's your plug to sort of, you know, actual, you know go old school analog and use books <laughs> or pieces of paper and read music and build that kind of skill as well you start there because it's it, it all feeds itself and then you know once you've picked what you like you go check dojo u and find the tune on there and you know if it's there then you can actually hear it played and learn it you know uh, while you're while you're watching so it's it's all a, it's all a multi-step process that sort of builds you know all the good stuff that you need you know, consistently. You know, Could. I know. you're 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 you're, you're the big digital guy. I, I I'm still I'm still uh, hooked in books. You know, I, I I spend lots of time paging through sheet music, and I love music books. So, you know, you build your sight reading skills. How else are you going to sit down and play through anything unless you actually get good at that? It's like I don't know, it's like typing. You know, you can, you're not going to be able to keyboard properly unless you do it's it cold all dirt. the time. turkey
0: <laughs> Yeah. typing the same way it's like I am uh, typing is a great example of cold turkey there there comes a time in every typist's life where they have to say I'm never looking at my fingers as I type ever again and you just have to do it I yeah. took typing in eighth grade it's honestly probably the most uh, important thing I ever learned oh, in yeah. a public I school.
1: Did, I, I say the same thing and I had my typing class in high school and it was probably the single best class I've ever taken in terms of return
0: <laughs> on investment
1: was, kind of thing. You know? Yeah, I've you been know noticing
0: know lately, you know, I have, I, I've always typed fast since I took that class, but I've been noticing recently uh, because I, I type for a living, basically, just tons and tons of keystrokes, and I have noticed that um, I make so many fewer errors now than I ever used to, like I, it, it occurred to me the other day, like, wait, I'm just typing and I don't screw up that much anymore. It's like yeah, kind of cool. It
1: just rolls off. It's cool. See, and you know, but learning tunes is the same thing. You know, you build skills that way, yeah. but you only do that. You can't do that. You can kind of do that by listening all the time to lots of stuff, uh, but it all works in tandem with mm-hmm. the actual act of looking at notes on a page. It's like reading, you know. Um, so once you get, get to that point, um, then, you know, you can throw anything in front of you and actually work through it once <laughs> to see if you like it, you know. Because there's no way to know if you like it unless you can hear it. So you're either going to hear it by playing it or hearing it by somebody else playing it. So, um, cool. But,
0: um, the last thing I would say on this topic of uh, playing overplayed tunes is um, there is another way of looking at this, and especially for hashtag grade four problems. Um, you know, in grade four, there really are only a, you know, small collection of tunes that will work for your level without being an over your head, right? Um, that's, but, but at the same time, it's, it's not like we want to wait to start competing until we're an expert player. So you are yeah. going to run across the overplayed problem. Here's, here's how I would encourage you to think about that, which is, okay, if, um, and I don't know what, I forget what the example given was the example given was something along the lines of they had already heard the tunes a thousand times already Norman well, R. Okay, yeah, that was yeah. the example. So Norman R. Ewing, uh, you know, they've already heard it six or seven times. Well, you need to make sure that the eighth time they've heard it, it's the most amazing rendition of Norman R. <laughs> Ewing exactly. they've ever heard, right? Exactly. That is an angle you can take um, that can be a very successful angle if you buy into it, which is what can I do with this classic tune uh, to make it stand out and to be an enjoyable trip down a tune they've already heard before?
1: Mm-hmm. For example, there isn't a hyper alive who doesn't love hearing classic tunes played numerous times, but if they play it numerous times poorly or the same with the same kind of mistakes, you know, no one's going to want to hear it.
0: That's right. That's the real problem. It's not that the tune is overplayed, it's that it's overplayed to a poor standard. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm a judge, um, which I'm not a current member of the panel, but when I was, um, I would love to hear tunes that are overplayed if they were played really well. This is a fact. Mm -hmm. And I'm certain any judge worth their salt will agree with that statement, I think. So don't be afraid to play uh, a, a, an overplayed tune really, really well. That's a strategy that can work. So, for example, if you like the athol and Berdalbin gathering, even though we will hear it probably a few times uh, when in a grade four or three competition, if you like that tune, buy into it and present it really, really well, and that's an okay strategy. Don't let... Um, you know, and a lot of times you'll talk to your local bagpiping expert or judge and they'll be like, Oh, you can't play that tune, it's so overplayed. But just remember what that translates to, mm-hmm. which is which is that tune is overplayed to a poor standard. So you don't want to play that tune, right? Yeah. So and you know, and easily, you know,
1: it's a lot of this has to do also with just sort of the conventions that um we find ourselves sort of embroiling like that's where all the instruction leads right all the sort of teaching leads toward these this sort of limited collection of tunes um i would challenge pipers and instructors to sort of branch out of that and actually achieve the same goals and the same objectives with other tunes of which there are numerous others that could do that um and then create a new convention you know toward other tunes that aren't often heard so we we broaden the base for a grade four piper um, so a judge isn't like you know his ears aren't bleeding by the time you know 30 pipers played and uh, you know they've heard Captain Roman arguing you know a dozen times or more so you know that's the challenge I would throw out you know just everybody needs to sort of branch out and just sort of explore more you know there's 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 so much music out there we're, <laughs> yeah we're, and Tim raises a good point
0: Tim raises a good point, too, is if you play a tune that a judge has never heard before uh, poorly, that's way worse than playing the overplayed tune poorly.
1: (laughs) True. (laughs) True. True enough. Well, there's your challenge. There's your cold turkey for the next three months.
0: All right. Well, um, I want to keep this um, show well under an hour, so let's venture towards wrapping up by asking, are there any other planning topics or questions in that regard um, from the audience? And if not, we can sort of venture towards um, keeping it brief here for today. Um, So let me know if there are any more questions.
1: I'm I'm a big proponent of exploration. I think the the winter months are the ideal time to explore. Like you said, go cold turkey. You're going cold turkey on cane drone reads. If there's a a different sound you're after, you know, on a new set of drone reads, just play those. Go get them and play them and explore and, uh, and, you know, experiment you know for, for a while
0: absolutely okay it doesn't look like there's many questions so why don't we keep it at a nice 35-minute show there and um, we will venture into uh, more topics for next week any um, by the way guys any topics that we need to cover uh, on our upcoming shows because I haven't scheduled them yet so mm-hmm. let me know if there's some topics for future weeks too, uh, I, somebody uh, Tom was asking earlier. Uh, Carl and I would review bagpipe maintenance equipment or other items. Um, did we stop doing this? Well, we haven't done it in a while. Uh, are there any products that you need to see in action? Oh, too much,
1: too much out there. There's a couple of new reeds, drone reeds, but not necessarily anything in the way of uh, mechanical things.
0: Bag size and selection. More about bag ad music. Highlight a few top sellers. Okay. Uh, My gears are turning. I will think about that.
1: There certainly are tons of bags to choose from these days, that's for sure.
0: Gary says a show about the senior rate. All right. You're persistent. I'll give you that.
1: and we should we should include instructions on how to put on a sparring properly and tie your gillies too. <laughs> I think that would uh add to the to the mix.
0: Tim you says, what... "Do we have any courses for low grade pipe majors?" The answer to that question is not yet, but it's absolutely um, on my list of things yeah. that I want to be able to sell. Um, yeah. So I would explore.
1: I would explore Dojo U. There's a lot of classes for. Uh, that that explores sort of band playing. Um, in I'll tell you, uh, ways, you know.
0: Yeah, and and I don't want. Uh, it's been a little bit of a salesy uh, episode today, so apologies for that. But I would say this, Tim: um, knowing and understanding and venturing towards mastering the content that we cover in our fingerwork course and in our instrument course is going to uh, make a lower grade pipe major way, way, way ahead of the curve. So in the meantime, right, it'll be a while before we develop that pipe major course. Exactly what we use to run successful bands. It's the exact processes and thought processes. And then both, I think think both courses have a, a pipe band section not actually sure that's true we, there might not be pipe band section in the fingerwork one but it's pretty self-explanatory yeah. how it would apply
1: but uh but Tim's got a good he's got uh, a good uh you know there's a lot of stuff that pipe bands take for granted once they move beyond the lower grades that you know you don't realize that sometimes they need to be taught to other people sort of coming into the to the game you know um you know just sort of routines how to manage your practice time that kind of stuff that uh, I think maybe that would be a worthy show maybe
0: Team tuning exactly. strategy yeah. in Yes, tying your gillies yeah. is an
1: important skill for every piper to have, frankly. <sighs> let's throw it out there.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Tim, check out the instrument course uh, because that uh, we do talk about, um, let's see here, bagpipe sound fundamentals.
1: Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's a good thing. I think that would make a good, good, a good show, I think.
0: Absolutely. We can def- definitely do that. All right. We will check you guys later. Thanks for coming, and some of the gears are turning for future shows, so thank you for that, and good. we will see you guys later.
1: All right. Have a good day, all.
0: See you later.